0: it's us the big 12 we get to ruin something now in the best way this is locked on big 12 and locked on baylor you are locked on big 12 your daily podcast on the big 12 conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part
0: of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. That's Cameron Stewart from ESPN Central Texas of Locked On Baylor. Let's talk Baylor. Let's talk Big 12. Not just not just hoops, but how this conference has an effect on the rest of the country in basketball specifically I came. I, I was sitting, I was sitting down and you might want to sit down when you, when you I love that. sitting I
1: down, man, sitting Maybe down I, rocks.
0: I might, I might sound maniacal with this one, but I started thinking, you know, the SEC, we always, we always scream, the SEC is the best conference in football, right? They mm-hmm. take over. They're the ones that have dominated the last two decades. What the big 12 is doing in basketball is more dramatic than what the SEC's done in football. And instead of getting rid of two teams that are really good in the conference, where in football, I get how Oklahoma and Texas have been good. In basketball, we're losing semi-dead weight. What we are building, especially when you bring in an Arizona and a Utah even who's good now. And Colorado has not been bad. And I think Bob Hurley's still at Arizona State. Brother, I don't know about that. The new Big 12 could be so good that it starts to alter how college basketball is played at the top level, because this conference is a super conference that 12 teams will probably deserve to have at least a shot at March Madness in. And that's not fair to the rest of the country.
1: I mean, look, just adding one, one of those teams that's in the top five top 10 at worst, we're already done. We've already hit the point that you're trying to make right there. Like, and the thing is like with the sec in football, They have added some superpowers with UT and OU. But before that, it was all the Big Ten. All the SEC was doing was just being really, really, really good. So the timeline is very similar there. All the Big 12 has been doing, stewing for the last 10 years, has just been like, oh, those middle of the pack and even some lower pack teams that you guys could walk all over. Like They're now really good, too. Baylor in the middle of the pack, TCU at the bottom of the pile, Tech at the bottom of the pile. Look at these guys now, and now, okay, we're gonna go add. And I don't know about those other programs. I I don't know how Utah keeps up. I don't know how Colorado keeps up. Then again, I would have said the same thing about TCU in basketball a few years
0: ago. So or about BYU or BYU and and UCF. Yeah, Like, like that to me is what makes it so wild. I made the case five months ago. Somebody asked me, he said, do you like that these four new teams are coming into big 12 in basketball? And I said, yeah, I just feel like it's the, wait. Overlap. Sorry. These four this year. The not four the this ones. year, okay. yeah, the four okay. th- that are in okay. it now, BYU included. I was like, yeah, but it's it's going to create more quad four games. It's going to create that that's going to bury two or three of these teams at the very bottom of the conference, give you a winnable game. Now UCF at home is going to be a cakewalk, and it's not. I like two of those four, three of those four might make the NCAA tournament. Four of those four are at least in the conversation. That is unbelievable.
1: It's, it's incredible. I mean, UCF is one of the stories of the year in college basketball and in this conference and. I don't even know if they're going to go 500 in this conference. Doesn't matter. That's hard. If if they're winning 40, 45% of the games in the conference, that is oh, stunning to me. It's tournament. You I mean, go to March. Yes. Which they have done twice in like 25 years. Like this is not a basketball school, but they're hanging with everybody. Shout out yeah. Johnny Dawkins, man. Um, And the BYU point too. I mean, they hadn't been a real contender, you know, a real Hey, let's make a run in March Madness type of they team. They were kind Since of jimmmer, man.
0: WCC. Yeah. Like in the in a bad conference, years. it had been
1: years, and all of a sudden they just they think, well, go to the Big Twelve. Let's change our style of play a little bit, and it's worked. We talked about before. We talked just before the conference season started about BYU and Oklahoma and and some of these other teams that you're like, yeah. are they actually going to be for real? They were good in the non-con and. I think the biggest wait and see was BYU. And we have waited. We have saw they are absolutely a ranked team. They deserve to continue to be in the rankings. Like what an adjustment to the toughest conference in America.
0: If we put and it, the only way to, to convey this is to put it in football terms, in my opinion.
1: They'll if ask we you to put, do
0: that on Twitter anyway. So you're getting ahead of it. True. Ohio State and Michigan into the SEC and took out Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. If we put Oregon maybe like a USC just a power brand, right? And we created the ultimate football conference. Everyone in America would cry and moan because that's unfair and kills the sport. We are doing that in college basketball and it's the Big 12. I so- fear we get a year down the road, and people go, "This isn't good."
1: So, okay, let me follow this example here. So, you use Mississippi State and Vanderbilt football. Yeah, I did. Yep to to relay the number eleven team in men's basketball, mm-hmm. who just lost to the other team that's getting cooked and went to the Elite Eight last year. Am I following that right? Are we using Oklahoma and Texas in these
0: examples here? I am not. I and People who have ever been to a game in normal, a basketball game in normal. Well, exactly they they like might it. not
1: know if they were, if they it were there
0: sucks and Oklahoma so basketball at, at it's even with like the buddy healed and Lon Kruger they, they hit a peak of a final four and that's awesome. But Oklahoma is never going to be a basketball powerhouse. Nope, that's and that's Texas has been a perennial. They've never won a national championship. Unlike the Baylor bears. And they perennially underachieve somehow more so in basketball Then they do in football because it's maybe the the worst you can get is, oh, you actually get to go there. They get to go to March and they lose in round one to an Abilene Christian who gets to put those posters all over the airport. Yeah, to me, I don't mind comparing Oklahoma and Texas to lower level teams.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think they're terrible. But to your point, I think is they are not the consistent powers in this conference. Like there are some other teams since the conference really took the turn, I'd say six or seven years ago to being the best that have stuck around and Baylor and Houston by comparison are going to be programs that stick around and are consistently good. And in the top 25, whereas you cannot bank on that with Oklahoma or Texas, weirdly enough, with all the deep pockets they have, you can't bank on that.
0: Can I retry? Can, yes. I, can, I, can yes. I spin the wheel again? Can I spin the wheel again? Uh, luck be in the air tonight. I, I'll people. change it. South Carolina and Arkansas. Okay. We That's flip fair. those two football programs for Michigan and Ohio State. And everybody's saying, oh, the SEC is unfair. You can't do this. You know, we throw a Florida State in there for Mississippi State. You go, oh, this is unfair. We can't do that. Like Clemson comes in for uh, somebody else that's in the middle tier in the SEC, yes. uh, Kentucky. Yeah, and, I was thinking Kentucky. Yeah, and and now you're like, oh, this dude. Why would you do that? This makes college football non-competitive because there's one conference that rules everybody. That's what it is in basketball, man. And we get to be that. Brett, baby, Brett. Yeah. This was his vision. But don't forget, the bowls is the one who originally put this together. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Fine, the, I don't. The, I just
1: don't want to give him credit.
0: I don't. The Bulls was the day 1 A1 that brought in BYU Todd graduation maybe. And Cincinnati, UCF and Houston who are good at basketball and it, I didn't think they'd be competitive much less.
1: Cincinnati is going to be a damn good team in 2 years. West I'm Miller, I'm telling man. you.
0: West I believe Miller. in
1: the West Miller
0: train. I, I do. don't believe in ESPN Plus. Like some people have like some people are agnostic, some people are Christian, some people are Buddhist. I am a non-believer specifically in one thing and that's ESPN Plus. The rest of my religious affiliations I'll keep quiet, but this one I am very passionate about. <laughs> I'm locked on Big 12. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Today's show it is brought to all of you by Game time. Game time is the place that I go. It's like, ah, oh, man, I need to go somewhere. Game time. Literally, because they have tickets to everything. Concerts, sporting events. You can go to the theater. Right now, game time is the fast and easy way. And they give you $100 off when you buy a game time ticket with code Vegas 100. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? GameTime.co, GameTime Game time app. Vegas 10. 100. Vegas 100, you get $100 off. Does that make sense? 100, 100. Last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets, views from all the seats in the venue. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last minute tickets. What what can you do? Extra 100 bucks in Vegas. You use Vegas 100, you get 100 bucks in Vegas. uh, uh, That's awesome. So go there for the big game, the Super Bowl. Go to Vegas, get $100 off your Super Bowl ticket. Right now, game time users get $100 off. A big game with ticket code Vegas 100. Vegas 100. Game time. Download the app. Easy to use. Fun to play. I hate ESPN+. Plus. I, I decided after watching the BYU game this week and not being able to hear the crowd that I know was good. <laughs> I know it was good. But ESPN was just like, you know what? Let's make it sound like everybody's in a can. And the crowd doesn't exist. I, I have always known that I've hated ESPN+. Plus, but can we at some point talk about how the two things in this conference that work me the most? The officiating, which is awful. Awful. And I've heard the that, fact yeah. that I've got to chase down Big 12 basketball. Again, this weekend, a top 20 game between Texas Tech and Oklahoma and Norman. Now, nobody's going to go. Much less are they going to go. No Oklahoma fans are going to go. Much less are they going to go find on ESPN+. Plus?
1: Maybe that's why they did it. This, is, mm-hmm. this has to help the gate, right? Sure. Fine, sure. fine. Uh, ESPN Plus is weirdly like the hardest of these streaming apps to not want to throw out the window. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead.
0: That it, it, it's from here for. Have you ever gone on to watch an event on ESPN Plus? Can everybody reason with this? Have you ever gone on to watch an event on ESPN Plus and actually saw kickoff or tip off? Never. I don't thought, hey, know that, hey, that I was was have. Easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never. You, Not you go and it says your event is starting soon. You're like, oh, I was supposed to start 10 minutes ago. Turns out, there are 14 minutes left of the first half. That,
1: that literally happened with a Baylor game last year. They just didn't show like the first 10 or 12 minutes of gameplay. And everyone was like, what the hell is going on here? And that happens all the time. And, and there's sometimes where you get there, like right. If it's a two o'clock tip off, you get there right at two o'clock and it's not on live or upcoming. And it's not on upcoming. And you're like, does this even exist? It's, it, it's never been easy. And it, Wants you to confirm your credentials every single time, like even if yeah. you're just already logged in, but going to click on another game, they'll make you do it again. It's the worst. It is the worst. I'm glad that it allows every game to be covered in the Big 12, but it ends up being such a freaking
0: headache, man. It is. And, and like Kansas State and Iowa State. You know, BYU, you talk about the BYU game. That's one that I that I, circle. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Kansas State, Iowa State. What a game the rest of the country could watch. And then I go and I turn on ESPN and it's, sorry, on hockey or, you know, midweek hockey. Or I go and I turn on ESPN and they're doing like a... Uh, An NFL preview. Susie Culber's on my screen. (laughs) What are we doing? Kansas State, man. Why can't I just have Big 12 basketball? And this makes me think, and I, I do see it pretty often, it feels like the SEC gets a more favorable shake at this because they have the SEC network, and I usually see them. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Auburn plays five times a week. Every time I turn on ESPN, Auburn's playing basketball, whether it's men's or women's. And that's just the way the SEC contract goes, I guess. But I don't understand at what point does ESPN see like we we had this conversation in the first segment. This conference has more eyeballs than any conference in America. And the best teams in the country. Why do I have to go to ESPN plus to get the biggest games? And and why can't we know like football, football, what's the, what's, the most pageantry, the biggest product, the biggest moneymaker in college athletics. Football. And when do we learn the time of those games? Usually like an hour before. Like 45 minutes for kickoff. And in basketball, before anybody touches the hard one, years in advance, they go, you know what? That game between Kansas and Baylor, dah, ESPN plus it.
1: Five like, o'clock PM. It's like, like they built terrible. it in two
0: thousand one. I don't understand how I'm football they can get it. And even you know what this 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 segment's brought to you by FS One, who I have not oh. had a lot of problems with aside from that Baylor women's basketball game.
1: Except for the fact that a my team has always lost any time they've ever been on FS One <laughs> ever. And second off, yes, watching that Baylor-Kansas State women's basketball game. I know there will be people saying, oh, it's just women's basketball. It is a top 15 matchup on a Monday night where you used to have a whole great lineup of college basketball. You don't need more. And... I can't even see half the screen for half the game and have no, it's, it's glitching. It's got half a green screen on it. Like you can't understand what anybody's saying. It was one of the, it's the worst viewing experience I've had all year, Drake of any sport. That was it. Uh, Can we just have nice things? And I watched twilight this year. And that was the worst viewing experience I've had was that Baylor, Kansas state women's basketball game. Uh, I enjoyed gone, twilight right? with how bad it was. Why
0: didn't you go to the game? Oh,
1: that's a great question, man. <laughs> I must just be watching too much hockey. I don't know. You probably uh,
0: are. You forgot. You forgot. Like, ah, oh, I got caught watch the Bruins game, and yeah, you relate. That must. be That was a it great is. Bruins
1: game that night. Beat the <laughs> league leading Jets at league leading at the time. Jets. You can't say that often. League leading Jets. Uh, anyway, yeah. I think I'm I'm be- I'm a believer in Big Dong Brett here. Big Dong Brett is. Okay. He is working something out. The whole, the guy's whole deal is just entertainment. Yeah. With sports attached to it. He can't let this go on. I'm looking at tomorrow's games, and A, there are, in my mind, three really intriguing, if not three really good matchups two ranked ones, and then Kansas State Houston. And they're all within two hours. So they're mm-hmm. all overlapping. And one of them, the one you've already mentioned, Tech at Oklahoma, top 20 matchup, ESPN. Plus, Plus what? Can I just click? Can we flex a game out of another ESPN network? They can't do that. Texas and BYU's on ESPN, too. That's way too big a fan base. How about ESPNU? How about the Ocho? Can we flex it out? Classic. They in all the ESPN older. Classic,
0: oh, ABC. Great, uh, yeah, UCF and Cincinnati is the nightcap in the Big 12. And no hate. And Alexander's hey, hey can we teams. T- that's can we spread these out though? Can we spread these out, Drake? Right. That's what. There's only one nightcap, and it's nothing that against UCF, but come on, guys. And I don't need that to be the marquee game. Why, I like why you isn't both
1: BYU the nightcap? That's easy,
0: bro. And the nightcap is on ESPN Plus. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll
1: coming we ready up. to learn ESPN plus buddy buddy that's what we're telling to Arizona and Colorado baby is to learn Baylor
0: ESPN plus. and look Baylor's on a skid you know will they beat TCU I think they should but but maybe the more important question is Baylor elite this is locked on big 12 part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day guess what yeah, uh huh. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. I like money, and with the NFL regular season all wrapped up, we are in the playoffs, the offs. And America's number one sports book is right here for you. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. Like live same game parlays, find best bets in the new Explorer tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, Baylor men's basketball, TCU this weekend. Big enough game because TCU is sneaky good in the Big 12. And Baylor is what? Like if you if you had to describe what Baylor is, because I think Kansas has the best starting five in the league, BYU is the best offensive team in the league, Houston's the best defensive team in the league. Where does Baylor fit into this conference right now? Hmm. It's
1: a great question, Drake. They're edging, okay? They are uh, still in that top tier, but they are not a finished product.
0: They're edging hard is
1: the way I'm optimistically looking at it. Okay. I I had to be talked back down this week on Locked On Baylor, coming off the two straight losses. uh, Both games I thought they should have won, especially the UT game last Saturday that came down to the buzzer beater. They still have the talent on this team that makes them better than last year's team, which we'd agree was a bit of an underachiever. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And I looked this week, Drake, because a lot of Baylor fans and, you know, I understand this. I was definitely one of them. We'll compare every team now to that 2021 national championship team. That team was one of the best teams this century in college basketball. Yes. Like there's just there's no ifs, ands, or buts to that. So I looked at the statistical comparison and where they rank, and they actually are a lot closer than I thought. Like the the rebounding differentials, basically the same Um the three-point shooting is similar, although that 2021 team was number one basically the whole year. Um, so it's not that far off. But then there are some other big ones like in conference that they were winning by 14 points a game, which is just absurd. It's insane. Even when you yeah. had those Bruce Weber, Kansas State teams in the early aughts, uh, Iowa State teams in there, that's still insane. And so I'm thinking, okay, let me compare this to something else. You remember last year's UConn team? I think so, Yes. They, uh, they won six games in the NCAA tournament, each by double digits. Is it one of the best teams this century? No, but one of the best runs this century? Absolutely. So I compared them and those stats that we all love. Coaches love them too. When you're talking about playoff basketball, right? Offensive rebounding, turnover differential, uh, true shooting. Baylor beat them in all of those categories. So I'm not just going to say Baylor's going to go and win the national championship. There's a lot that goes into that. But statistically, they are a team that can make a deep run, if not win a national championship. They are still on that statistical pace. In fact, Uh, UConn last year was out turnovered every game uh, by the averages. They were turning it over more than they were forcing. And Bay were still plus three in that category. So um, all of those things that we love to see in a national champion, Bay were still still well off in statistically. Now that said, that doesn't mean there aren't holes in the team. Um, They're still getting better defensively. One field goal in the last eight minutes against Texas last Saturday. Bad. for what we're supposed to be thinking of as a top 10 offensive team, because they are still top 10 in a ton of categories in the nation. Can't think that way anymore. Um, They need to get better at that. And the thing I think that is missing right now, that vintage Scott Drew teams have had, I know there's some big 12 fans will revel in this. I don't know if it was all Jerome Tang, but it's starting to look that way in terms of set plays. Baylor was always even when they were just a good team, not a great team, always really good out of a timeout. Fran Fraschilla would fall all over himself talking about how good they were out of timeouts. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were. He was right. Last two years hadn't been there. And when they need that basket, they haven't had a play for it because this is the same problem they had last year, too. And. I said it in the Kansas, after the Kansas State game, weirdly enough, against Tang. Baylor got the ball with, what, 20 seconds left and a tie game. And I'm like, why aren't they calling a timeout here? They Cincinnati in the last game before against Baylor called a timeout this situation and drew up a great freaking play. They didn't score, but they had an awesome look at the basket. Why isn't Baylor doing that? I don't
0: know. I don't know, so that that gives me pause for concern. But they are still in. I'd even the use top. the Texas timeout example, where you could call a timeout against Texas and stop the game-winning bucket. Yeah, which in hindsight, obviously they should have
1: done. You do give Rodney Terry an, another opportunity with the with the whiteboard. We know, oh how no, Ray not Rodney Terry's guy. He is yeah. man. That's like giving Shostovsky another shot. Not
0: at Rodney it. Terry. No.
1: Uh, well, I I came back to the point that. Your defense should be able to stop that. Yeah. If I'm yeah. a coach, I, I should be able to trust. Well, people.
0: you can't have Jacoby Walter Garden guarding, guarding a, a guy who like is physically incapable of scoring tightly on the three-point line. I would rather that guy airball a three than the opposing team hit a game. Yeah, shot. I, I'll give him a look. Yeah. Um, so still in that upper echelon, to answer yeah, your but, last question, to your first Then question. Before we close, I think TCU reminds me a lot of Baylor. TCU reminds me a lot. And they may not have had a better non-conference. I think that's why the two teams are ranked where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think TCU, the same team that won in Waco last year, gives Baylor a run for its money on Saturday.
1: I think it's a tough game, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I I can't just say this is going to be a W even though it, it should be. Um, for Baylor, TCU is this classic example of what the Big 12 is now because last week how much were we praising them as they should have been? Mm-hmm. And then two tight losses later, and now the experts are saying, including their own people, Frogs of War, that they need a couple wins just to feel good about making the tournament right now. Yep, they are a tournament team. They absolutely have the the, the talent to do it, and they've had some big wins on the schedule so far. So Baylor gets the week off going into this game. They hadn't played since last Saturday against Texas. We'll see if that's good or bad.
0: And you, yeah, you saw what big breaks could do for Baylor when they yeah. played Michigan State. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, we'll see if that's good or bad. Yeah, I mean it's a good. I'm. I, it's good in that there's a reset in the middle of the season, which all Big Twelve teams will get. They'll all get that week off middle at some
0: of point. the season. Yeah. I th- this usually comes in February, if right? Not early, early March, but not this year. And it's a way
1: to kind of you know figure some things out and rest the body a little bit. But there could be some rust. Who knows, man? I'm going to be at the Foster Pavilion tomorrow. Bought a ticket.
0: Yeah, you did. Two tickets. Game Do you time. know, I, what's interesting to me is that the media and fans have access to the same Wi-Fi in the Foster Pavilion. Mm-hmm. So you could I mean, anybody in that stadium could just like stream things on their phone during timeouts that they wanted to. You could watch a TV Imagine. show or live sports or anything that you wanted to. ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, which is the carrier provider for a couple of national leagues. Yeah. Uh, that's Cameron Stewart of Locked Especially On. out of market. Yeah, that's great. Locked on Baylor ESPN Central Texas. I'm Drake Toll. Uh, today I'm going to announce what my new job is.
1: Finally. What?
0: It's on a, two a Friday, you loser, man. Nobody's going to see it. Two months. That's what I said. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first. <inaudible> dose Grande. Baylor. Say Baylor. Say it. Say it. Say it. Baylor. Bears. Bears.